Hi, welcome to The Bug Plug, a podcast about all things insects, arachnids, arthropods, creepies, and crawlies. I'm Kaylee, and today we're learning about wolf spiders. It's been a while since we've talked about spiders. I have a weird relationship with spiders. I love them so much, but when I see one, my heart still beats a little bit faster until I realize it's a friend. I think it's the, like, I'm not expecting to see one, so when I walk into the bathroom and there's just a spider, it's kind of like, ah! And it's like, oh, there's a spider here! And then it's a, oh, I have to get out of my house, because you don't want it in your house. It's not going to do any good in there. So wolf spiders. I get them in my house pretty often, especially in, like, the late summer, early fall. So they're the most common spiders that give me the tiny heart attacks before I have to hunt down an Eskimo Joe's cup and a water bill to relocate the spider before the dogs find it and try to play. For those of you who aren't in my part of the United States, an Eskimo Joe's cup is like a very large plastic cup. Um, I have a couple that are kind of see-through, so if I use those and then slide the water bill under it to pick it up as like one whole unit I can see it in there which really kind of helps just anxiety in general to be like he's in there I didn't pinch a leg off everything's fine anyway that's how I relocate spiders I like wolf spiders I think they're good spiders so let's get into it there are thousands of species of wolf spiders that can live literally anywhere I'm serious some species can be found on cold mountaintops while others live in volcanoes Lots of them live in more common areas like grasslands, rainforests, or deserts. Do you hear my chair? It's like making noises like every time I move. So I'm so sorry if they're squeaking and there's a dog tippy-tapping. There's a lot of background noise on this one. Seriously, wolf spiders. Sorry, I'm getting right back into it. The dogs were barking and made a lot of noise, so I had to pause recording for a minute. Um... So, hopping right back in. Seriously, wolf spiders can live in any environment where they can find something to snack on. I think it's funny. I had to stop at like a random thought and then just keep going. Sorry, that was weird. Um, They are most commonly brown, but they can be black or gray. And they do have markings on their backs and bodies, which can vary by species. These markings are what help identify them as wolf spiders, just like visually, because they do get... um, misidentified as some other spiders pretty often, but their markings are unique to them. They do not build webs, but rather hunt their prey like the jumping spiders that we learned about last season. They spend most of their time on the ground, blending in with their environment, which usually consists of decaying plant matter. Not only does blending in help them catch a meal, but it also helps hide them from predators. Things like birds, lizards, small mammals enjoy eating wolf spiders. Some species make little dens that are in the ground to give extra protection, which is very cute. When we learned about jumping spiders, we talked about how they just jump super far to catch prey, like a crazy far distance. The wolf spiders don't jump, they run, like really fast. They also do most of their hunting at night, where jumping spiders hunt during the day. So you're most likely to see wolf spiders At night, they are more nocturnal, but some of them are active during the day if they need to be. The eye configuration of wolf spiders is similar to that of jumping spiders, but unlike jumping spiders, they're quite large. 
Remember we talked about jumping spiders and a lot of them are really small. They're very cute. They have the cutest little faces. Well, wolf spiders have a similar face, but they're big. Their life cycle is similar to other arachnids. The wolf spiders will mate in the spring, which sometimes leads to the males being killed by his mate. We talked about this with the black widows, where the males will do like a specific something to attract a potential mate. And if done incorrectly, the female will see him as a threat and kill him. So for the black widows, the males would do like a specific little strum on their web. This time though, because the wolf spiders don't have webs, the male wolf spiders will do a little dance. And the jumping spiders did this too, a little dance for their mate. And if they do the dance incorrectly, the female is like, I don't know who you are, goodbye. And will catch inject venom and then eat him. But if he does the dance correct, they will mate. The female will lay eggs in a sack, which she carries on her back. And then after hatching, the babies will stay on her back for about a week until they're ready to go off on their own. Fun Kaylee story. When I was in like fifth grade, there was a massive wolf spider in our flower bed. For some reason, mom went and got the bug spray to kill it. Not the right move for like so many reasons. Number one, uh, this particular wolf spider had babies on her back, and when she was sprayed, like a hundred babies took off in every direction. It was both terrifying and hilarious. But in all seriousness, if a spider is in your yard or flower bed, you should really just leave it alone. They do good work. And also, if it's a wolf spider, you could have a problem if you spray it. I mean, I'm not joking. They were everywhere after it was sprayed. Um... They, spiders curl up when they die, and so the mom curled up, but then there's, we had like, um, wood mulch in the flower beds, and it looked like it was moving because there were so many tiny spiders. A good lesson maybe not to spray spiders who are outside. It was a terrible plan. I don't know why she did that. But anyway, it happened and it's burned into all of our memories. And anytime we talk about spiders or wolf spiders or baby spiders, that story comes up. So anyway, getting back to the spiders, the life cycle is where we were. Some males will die when the weather turns late fall, early winter, but other males and most females tend to find a place to hide out in winter before emerging again in the spring. The females can live for several years, which is pretty cool. I have a large one that lives in my flower bed. I've seen her, so like this past spring and the spring before. So it's fun to think that I'll see her again this year and we have a little relationship. Her name's Henrietta and I really like her. I also like that she's probably hanging out in the flower bed now, just napping. It makes it makes me feel good. Um, Henrietta may not come back this year. I hope she does, but she may not. Sometimes the females will live for a couple of years. And then we bought the house. Um, so I've only had two springs in this house. So it's possible she's been here longer. But hopefully I get to see Henrietta again this year because we're pals. I mentioned earlier that I get a lot of wolf spiders in my house. They are everywhere around my house every spring. So they're in the front flower bed hanging out with Henrietta. Pausing here, they are solitary spiders, but they uh, it's a large flower bed. They have plenty of room out there, but they are solitary. They aren't like living in a den together. They have their own little territory in the flower bed. 
So they're hanging out in the flower bed near Henrietta. Um, but they're also in the backyard in like the container garden that we have. And then just like in the, the yard, they're everywhere. Part of that is just because they're super common in my area, but also like in my particular neighborhood or on my street, we have a lot of bugs in general. So they have a lot of things to eat if they just hang around my house. Like there's bugs basically everywhere you live. And I just moved across town like two years ago. And at the old house, we didn't have nearly this number of bugs. So there's something about like being three miles away from where I used to live. But the bugs are just like here. It's crazy. Um, another reason we probably have so many is because I make a point to leave the fallen leaves and things all fall and winter. That gives the spiders plenty of places to hunker down and overwinter so the population stays large each year. I don't really do that for the bugs. I mean, so many bugs rely on the fallen leaves to overwinter. So it's important to leave them until your weather warms up for the spring for the bugs. But also, the decaying leaves provide incredible nutrients for your soil. So it's good for your plants as well. The main reason I don't pick up the leaves, though, is I don't want to. That's a lot of work. So you rake all your leaves. And then more leaves fall and you have to rake them again. And then once they're raked, you have to bag them? No. Like, they're leaves. They live outside. Quit bagging your leaves. Why are we doing that? Anyway, not the point of this episode, but I'm very confused by why we do that and what people are thinking. People on my street do it. Like, the second fall hits, we have a lot of trees. And the second fall hits... They're like raking and bagging their leaves while their trees are still actively dropping leaves. Like number one, you're just wasting your time and energy and plastic bags. But number two, what do you think is gonna happen if you just leave the leaves alone? Nothing, they're not gonna come into your house and kill your family. Like they're just leaves, leave them alone. I'm moving on because I'm getting too heated about this. Where am I in my notes? Oh my gosh. (laughs) Oh, places that they're common. Okay. Another place wolf spiders are really prevalent are in cranberry bogs. So this is one of my favorite spider facts. Basically, cranberries are grown in bogs where there's lots of pests that are common. Like any field where you're growing anything, there's a lot of pests. So in order to help with the pests in a very economical and environmental way, wolf spider populations are encouraged. So not only do they keep the pests away, but they don't touch the cranberries and they don't affect the cranberries in any way like, you know, some chemicals might do. But to harvest the cranberries, the farmer, bleh, the farmers will flood the bogs. So the, the cranberries float, making gathering them so much easier than just like picking them in an unflooded bog. But here's the problem. Wolf spiders don't like water sports. So they take the easiest path out of the water and climb the tallest thing they can find. If you're in the bog harvesting the cranberries, that's you. You're the spider's way out of the water. Some farmers say you'll have them all over your face and body, and that's just part of the job. Literally hundreds of them crawling out of the water, climbing you while you're trying to work. 
Another farmer said that he sees them as co-workers and makes sure everybody who comes to the bog knows to leave the spiders alone. Isn't that fun? Just covered in spiders while gathering cranberries? I guess it's part of the application process, too, for a lot of these cranberry bogs. Is like, yeah, are you afraid of spiders? Because you're going to have them on your face. That happens here. And you, you can't squish them because then you don't have wolf spiders for the next year to keep the pests away. Isn't that interesting? It's like the, their own little ecosystem. It's incredible. Um, another fact that makes all of that even, even better. The spiders can swim. <laughs> the tiny hairs that cover their bodies help them float and move in the water. Now, they're not great swimmers, but they can swim. So they're just being dramatic cranberry bog spiders. Like, they're not going to die. They can swim. <laughs> also, some wolf spiders live, like, in, not in water, but, like, in the you know where ponds like start, where it's like mostly mud, but a little bit of water. There's a species of wolf spider that live like in that. So there are wolf spiders that like the water, but not these bog guys. They are dramatic. They don't want to get wet. So they just climb the dudes. A few other quick facts before we close out. Their name comes from how they hunt down prey, similar to wolves. Thus, wolf spiders. Super original. Very creative. Uh, they can bite, but their venom doesn't affect, affect humans. They rarely bite. I'm not even exaggerating since moving to this house like two years ago. I've handled something like 50 of these guys. Never once have I been attacked. I've spent actual hours working in the flower bed with Henrietta, and she just chills. So you have to really threaten them to bite. And by really threaten them, like, one time Henrietta was chilling on, like, a, a weed that I was about to pull, and I didn't see her. I pulled the weed, and she jumped off at, after, like, it was out of the ground. Like, she didn't attack me, and I was physically moving the environment that she was in. So you really have to tick these guys off for them to bite you. Um, and never once, when I was rehoming one back to the outside, did anybody run after me and bite me which after learning that they're very quick I was kind of freaked out about because you know you lift the cup and they're still on that water bill before they you shake them off or they run off and I was like I wonder if they're gonna run at me one of these times but they never have so I don't think that's like a real concern um and honestly, if I can pick the plant that Henrietta is, I don't know if she was trying to catch some prey. It was during the day, so she might have been asleep. Um, but she didn't attack me. She just ran off and found a new place to lay. Finally, will it pet? Yes. With proper habitat and care, you can keep a wolf spider for years. I know I always say this, but if you're bringing another living thing into your home, it is your responsibility to give it the best possible of life. Always do your research before deciding to get any sort of pet. Alrighty, let's recap and close this one out. Number one, I love wolf spiders. I think I like them so much because I'm so used to them. You know, in the, like I said, the late summer, early fall, I'm interacting with them almost daily. They're just around. I, I really like them. 
And they eat, I didn't mention this earlier, they're eating things that I don't want in my house. They're eating those crickets that come in my house for no reason. They're eating the little things in the garden that I don't want on my plants or my vegetables, which is really great. They they can eat flies, which drive me crazy. So they do a good job. I'm very happy to have them. I love them so much. Wolf spiders are super common and can live in vastly different environments. They are surprisingly great mothers, carrying their eggs and eventually their babies on their backs. I'm gonna mention it again. I said I was gonna move on. Don't rake and bag your leaves in the fall. Leave them at least until spring to give the spiders a place to overwinter. And by spring, most of them are gone anyway. Like never once in the spring when I go to clean up my flower bed, I'm like, man, all these dang leaves, they're gone. They have decomposed fully into the soil, so just leave them. Uh, finally, they will swarm you if you flood a cranberry bog and go waiting out there. The spiders, not the leaves. Thank you so much for learning with me today and listening to me rant about leaves. I'll see you next week here on the Bug Plug Podcast. The Bug Plug is researched by Kaylee, written by Kaylee, recorded by Kaylee, and edited by, you guessed it, Kaylee. The Bug Plug's theme is from Fine Tune Music. You can follow The Bug Plug on Instagram and TikTok by searching Bug Plug. And reach out to us by emailing bugplugpod at gmail.com.